Well, howdy, and welcome back to the Resilience and Sam podcast. So I hope you've all had a wonderful spring break. Um, I have slept a lot during my spring break. Um, I did a lot of lab analysis. Um, I know daylight savings was kind of the was kind of what happened during spring break, and I had the wonderful presumption that oh, I can sleep later because it's daylight savings, and technically, if I'm sleeping at midnight, it's the same thing as sleeping at eleven p.m. Yes, that is true. But I didn't account for the fact that I would sleep in, which is counterintuitive because if you're sal- if you're in daylight savings time, you're gonna wake up earlier. So instead of waking up at eight, you should wake up at seven. What I did in the scenario is instead of waking up at eight, I woke up at ten a.m. So my sleep schedule was severely wrecked, but I was able to recover, and we're all good. So I I survived the first week back from spring break, and. I feel a lot better with my sleep schedule, so that's good. A little bit of a grad school update. Um, I'm currently making a list of schools I will I want to apply to. It's looking around like nine to ten schools. Um, two pieces of advice with this: one, look at the graduate readiness exam requirements, so the GRE requirements in the application. Most PhD programs are not going to have this requirement. Um, I don't know exactly why, but I'm kind of happy about it.、Um, they don't really require the GRE, but master masters programs do require the GRE. So I really hi- I highly recommend looking at these programs and seeing the requirements because it wouldn't be fair that you don't take the GRE and then you realize you have to take it while you're applying and you're like, I'm I'm it's gonna be not good. So yeah. I think it's a good idea. Check on that. Another piece of advice I have for this is, if I know graduate school applications or any, it doesn't matter which one it is, they're gonna cost money, and you can end up paying up to a thousand dollars in your application, which can be a pretty heavy price tag. So I know a lot of schools. You can just email their the admissions board or the person in charge of financial aid, and just email them if there's any way you could get a reduced fee for your application to see. If there's any way that you could,、um, if you're in financial need and you really want to apply to school but you don't have the funds for it, just explain the information. If you could get an application waiver, so that way it doesn't prevent you from applying to the school.、Um, usually they'll say yes, but you have to demonstrate financial need. So、um, if you feel like that thousand dollar price tag or that it's a little too much for you and you, it's gonna be a hefty load. Um, just explain that to them and ask for an application waiver,、um, just so you don't have to pay the like. You might have to pay like a reduced fee, but at least it won't be like a hundred dollars on the application, and they start to really add up. So yeah, that's my two pieces of advice. But as you can see from the title, it's what actually changes the world: opportunity. So I think I want to start this episode with talking about my involvement in the student senate, like I said in my first episode, and student success work that I've done. So it basically started my freshman year. I went into my introduction to coding class. All freshman engineers have to take that class, and I realized I was the only Hispanic female in that entire classroom. It was so obvious, and I was like, oh gosh. Okay, and it felt kind of weird to me because my high school did a really good job of having a really good、um, ethnic background or ethnic representation of the state. So we had a lot of different cultures, a lot of different backgrounds. So I didn't feel like I was out of touch personally, but especially when I went to A and M, it definitely made me feel, oh gosh, this is a little weird. 
Um, this felt a little weird to me, and I was like, oh gosh. And in addition to that, I also noticed that a lot of my professors in my departments weren't really underrepresented or weren't really underrepresented or dunk aren't racial min or aren't ethnic minorities. So it didn't they didn't really look like me. Um, and that felt kind of weird to me. So I remember the end of my first semester, like during that winter break, I started doing some research because I was like, why is this? Why am I the only Hispanic female in my classroom? Why is there such a small group of Hispanic female engineers? Like, what's going on here? And obviously, there's a bunch of reasons to this. Um, there's no one big reason, but a reason that kind of caught my eye was the lower retention rate that undergraduate students have, especially for um, underrepresented students. So I noticed on my database for my university, at least, that underrepresented students tend to graduate later and with lower GPAs on top of that. So that definitely felt weird to me. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, why would that be the case? And obviously there's no right answer for it, but I it called, it basically like, I had a realization that I was like, this is not okay. And I want to do something about this. So that basically led me to run for a student senate in my student government association because I was like, I had some friends that were involved in that org and they're like, if you want to do some change, this is a really good place to start and have a good connections to make sure it happens. So that's what basically led me to run. And in my first, I've been involved since my freshman, like, well, the end of my freshman year. So since the beginning of my sophomore year for being technical. So my first year, I was the off-campus caucus leader. So that basically means I was the person in charge of the group I got elected to since you all get elected into different groups. So that's what I was in charge of. And basically, it allowed me to be the founder and director of the student success, student, oh, a student senate town hall. And it allowed me to show, and it taught me the importance of advocacy. So it taught me that it's important to have student voices and make sure that our ideas are presented of student ideas. Especially when we're talking to administration, they want that good student perspective. And it's really good that we have a, a representative view so that way when they're making their plans and they're making their plans, their ideas for students, it matches the goals of what students have. And then during my second year, I served as an academic affairs chair. So that basically means uh, it allowed me to pursue a lot of independent projects relating to academics and network with top people in administration, such as a provost office. And this basically allowed me to work um, on projects such as creating a centralized advising website, helping students get involved on campus, running, um, submitting a proposal for a um, HSI Latinx Center. So now that Texas A&M is a Hispanic serving institution, I was able to help do that, um, host numerous town halls, and so much more. So basically, a lot of my work has to deal with student success and making sure that we create op academic opportunities so students can not see college as a barrier uh, or as a big massive obstacle and instead see college as an opportunity for bigger things or a stepping stone for bigger opportunities because we want to make sure that students, not only do they graduate, I mean, that's important, don't get me wrong, but they also have the skill sets to be leaders in the community. That's what's so important about this. So essentially, you might be thinking, okay, your involvement's great and all, but like, why is it so important? Like, why does this, quote unquote, change the world? So 
The thing is, like, throughout my experience, what helps propel student success is academic opportunity. We cannot change research culture without increasing academic opportunity. So let me give you this real life example. So we know that there is a huge discrepancy in uh, underrepresented people pursuing graduate degrees. Like I said before my first episode, um, there's around 1% of Hispanic females pursuing a graduate degree and 3% of Hispanics in just general. So it really calls into the question as like, why is this happening? And like, how can we change this? In addition to that, when you look at the workforce, the people in the top positions are frankly not representative of our society. So we really have to look at why is this happening and why are people not advancing to these higher positions? And it all starts at the education level. It all starts, I mean, you can, you can even go back to K through 12, but it all starts at education level. So if we, if we work to increase these academic opportunities and we get all students prepared to not only graduate on time and with, and with the same grade levels, but we also give them the experience to um, be involved in these opportunities to expand their horizons and try new things and apply what they learned in their undergrad and be more culturally diverse, they're more likely to be better candidates for graduate school. They're more likely to be better candidates for better job opportunities. So it definitely helps and it will be eventually be reflected in our workforce, in our academia. So honestly, it's just a time game. And you can see this domino effect of what happens when you create academic opportunity for everyone. So that, in my experience, that is what, why it's so important to get in, to be the change in academic opportunity because we can change the world by doing this, by just changing things in your university because it creates better opportunities for all students for many generations to come. So all these experiences, they have taught me the importance of advocacy, um, why it's important to have students on the table. It's taught me the importance of we need to communicate things to students because sometimes students don't know about these opportunities and where to find them. And lastly, it taught me the importance of creating these academic opportunities and what huge impact it has. Um, the impact is insurmountable, in my opinion. And I feel like if we don't start taking the first step, um, we're kind of going to be left in the dust. And this domino effect, like I said before, it definitely does create a better, it helps to advance our society because we want people in these top leadership positions that are representative of our society. And that will help advance our society because if we're creating solutions that are representative of everyone, they're going to be more accurate and they're going to help everyone. So that's my little synopsis on, on academic opportunity. So where do you want to start? So let's say, okay, I'm sold. I want to start or I have room in my schedule. So, at least in A&M, um, you can get involved in your student government. You can get involved in nonprofits. Uh, I know a lot of organizations on campus have a philanthropy as aspect, so there's definitely something you can do about that in helping our campus community or the community in our university. Uh, you can start an academic org or just be a leadership member in the academic organization or just start networking with admin. A lot of people, they may think, okay, networking with admin... But admin doesn't want to hear from me. They want to talk to me. You'd kind of be surprised. The amount of times you can just email admin, they would most likely respond. And the reason why is because they want to hear from students. And oftentimes when they're in that position, there's not a lot of student perspective unless someone reaches out. 
Um, so they're really willing and wanting to hear what you have to say because you end up teaching them a lot of new things and it helps them create better ideas for the university. But another, but if you're like, okay, you keep telling them, but where can I find them? Because communication is the mo- is very important for academic opportunity. So you can go to your student success or honors website. Um, I'll attach the links for all of this below, at least for the A&M side. Um, or you could also just look at your organization websites and try to get involved in a new student organization or even start your own organization. So it's a great opportunity to do that. But something I want to round up on this is academic opportunity is what propels us forward in our education and even our society. We need to apply what we've learned because if I just got a degree in biomedical engineering and I can just tell you all this stuff, that doesn't make me a good candidate because I don't really know what's going on in my society. I can't really think further and think outside the box and create new solutions. So in being, you can do your curriculum, doing it's fine, but academic opportunities can also make sure that you do enriching experiences and you get involved. So like research can be included in academic opportunity. Study abroad is a great opportunity because it allows you to immerse yourself in these different environments and think for yourself and expand your learning. So that is what's so important about this. And I wanted to add that I would never be who I am today without the opportunities I was given. So as a Hispanic female Latina, I saw myself as being one of the few people in my coding class and that kind of felt a little isolating i'm not gonna lie um but without the opportunities of joining the senate or having those connections to say hey you should do this or knowing the people to contact i would never be who i am without them um just having the opportunity to apply for awards and being communicated that it has really changed my perspective and it has allowed me to get involved a lot more and really see what my university is and how I can change my university for the better and how I can be one of those people. Um, so that was that's my impact that I want to give to my university. So yeah, I know this is a little short one, but it definitely I wanted to highlight what is so important about opportunity and getting involved in your university to increase academic opportunity or student success opportunities. They're basically the same thing. You can like interchange them pretty easily. Um, But yeah, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And yeah, I hope you have a good time. All right. Bye, guys.